Hey, this is Matt Rosenberg, and you're listening to The Night Nerd. Welcome to The Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Wednesday, so we're going to talk some comic books. All week, we're celebrating Jane Silent Bob Reboot. I got to see it last night, and I'm going again to see it tomorrow night, and again later this month. But if you didn't get to see it last night, it's only the only other chances you're going to have to see it are tomorrow night, Thursday, the 17th of October, or catch the Reboot Roadshow traveling across the country over the next few months. Go If you're a Kevin Smith fan, go see this movie. It is a, it's awesome. It's a payoff of so many years of View Askew. Uh, some really sweet and touching moments. Get to see almost all the characters come back. And just really great. You Go see it if you like Kevin Smith. If you don't like Kevin Smith, you'll probably be lost. But if you like Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, this is kind of the same thing but with a little more heart. But today, we're going to look at some of... Kevin Smith's work in comic books. He's written um, a lot of important, or at least big deal comics, and we're going to look at those. He first started writing just books um, set in the View Askew universe. Stuff about Jane Silent Bob, um, some Bluntman and Chronic stories, even some Clerks comics. He even wrote, he wrote a, a book called Chasing Dogma, which explains how Jane and Silent Bob got from where they were in Chasing Amy to the opening scene of Dogma. And it was it was a lot of fun. It was it was pretty cool. It was uh it was art by Dun- Duncan Fagrail, who has done did some work on ecstatics and some X-Men stuff and it's really good. And it caught the eye of everybody. I mean, so you gotta think mid nineteen nineties Kevin Smith is just killing it both on screen with Clerks and on the comics with all these. He won a Harvey Award in 1999 for Best New Talent. Then also in 1999, he would go to Marvel and write an eight-issue story for Daredevil called Guardian Devil. Now, this is a really important uh, thing because this story did a lot, a lot of things. One, it was a new number one for Daredevil. But not just the new number one. Like, it was kicked off volume two of Daredevil that kicked off Marvel Knights. Uh, Joe Quesada was on art duty, and it was an awesome book. This is where you get the infamous killing of Karen Page. You get the crazy Mysterio uh, storyline where he ends up killing himself. And thanks to that, like I said, that's how we got Marvel Knights, which would ultimately lead to the Max imprint. And everything that that in, entails. So, really cool, really awesome. Then he would do uh, a little bit over a year on Green Arrow for DC, 15 issues. And the first arc, I think, was called Quiver. Now, this was important because Oliver Queen had been dead for a while. And this brought him back from the dead. And he did so in a really interesting way. And it dealt with, you know... Uh, afterlife and heroes and legacies and everything like that. He also introduced Mia Dairden, who would become Speedy later on. And 
did some cool stuff with Hal Jordan in there. Like I said, just really got to play around in his own little corner of the DC universe and make a difference. So that's always neat, you know. So he's done big stuff for both of them. He go back to Marvel for some miniseries uh, in 2002. He did Spider-Man, Black Cat, The Evil That Men Do, which, if I'm not mistaken, and I might be, that was he appeared on Leno to promote the book, and I think that was the first time anyone had been on The Tonight Show to promote a comic book. Now, there's all sorts of great stuff behind it because it took like 15 years to to finally get published and see all of them but it it did he also debuted another miniseries called daredevil bullseye the target it only had one issue and now this one was kind of problematic because this was when you had brian michael bendis on daredevil and marvel kind of promised kevin smith you know, he was going to get the exclusive stuff to Bullseye. He was going to get to tell a cool origin story and like do all this stuff. And Bendis wasn't able to use him. Well, only one issue ever came out of that. And so after a while, Marvel finally consented, I guess, and let Bendis use Bullseye in his stories. And oh, it's such a cool scene there. It's in the, uh, they're fighting in the middle of the street and, He's Daredevil, like has Bullseye pinned down, and Bullseye's got that weird uh, head scar that is supposed to be his logo, and Daredevil's like carves it in there. And I know it's a real intense scene, but we almost didn't get it because Kevin Smith didn't get this going. He'd also go back to DC, and in 2008, he published a three issue series called Batman Cacophony. Now, this Walt Flanagan, who's a big editor and stuff in the Viewsk universe, did art for it. And it was pretty well received. Um, Batman fought Onomatopoeia, who Smith had created for his Green Arrow run, you know, a decade prior. And also had the Joker and Maxi Zeus and Victor Zaz. And it, a lot of people really loved it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, he would come back in 2010 and write The Widening Gyre. Now, it was supposed to be a 12-issue series, but they, they'd already decided they're going to take a break between issues 6 and 7. But because of his movie schedule and everything, that got pushed back. So they're like, okay, well, 7 through 12 is going to be a whole new miniseries. And it hasn't came out yet. They never got around to it. He did some work for Dynamite. He did a Green Hornet story, which was based on a Green Hornet script that he did back in the day that nothing ever happened to it. And he also did one for the Bionic, Bionic Man. That was, again, the same thing. He had originally written a movie script for it, but it didn't get picked up. And most recently, and this was still five years ago, this was in 2014, he did a six-issue crossover Batman 66 with Batman 66 and the Green Hornet. So when when Smith shows up to write, he writes phenomenal stories. Um, he just had problems with deadlines and stuff. And I, I mean, I get it because that's when he was doing 
Jersey Girl, Clerks 2, Cop Out, uh, launching Comic Book Men, doing all these things, and dude just stretched himself too thin. But if you get a chance, go out and pick up, like I said, especially that Guardian Devil and the, the Quiver, uh, the Green Arrow story and the Daredevil story, they're awesome and just a whole heck of a lot of fun. I love them. I own them. I own Daredevil in singles, in trade, and in digital. And I own the Green Arrow just digitally. But I would like to get the singles of it. I think it'd be cool. But let me know what's your favorite Kevin Smith comic book. You can let us know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or on social media. Just look for the Night Nerd out there. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can also email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. But that's going to do it for us today. Again, I'm Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. (laughs) 